Broadcasting across the world from the beaches of Southern California, I welcome you to Journey with Scott. Scott is a talented medicine man who is trained with the Caro Medicine Men and Women of Peru. He has a gentle yet powerful way to work with energy, forging lifelong practical changes for those who work with him. He has a passion for helping people to create a personal treasure map for their life. As you journey with Scott, you step into a practice where you cultivate awareness, compassion, and joy that is yours to carry throughout this life and into the next. Join us weekly to find out what is possible for you and how you can create paths to ensure that the possible becomes probable. Visit us online at journeywithscott.com for personalized consultations and more. Now is the time to step into this week's adventure. Here's your host, Scott. Stay tuned to explore a deeper understanding of your part in the world around you. Hi everyone. Today I'd like to work with some archetypal energies. I'm going to try and present this subject in the simplest way. It's pretty complex and the archetypes were initially brought around by Carl Jung. The archetypes are the embodiment of a symbol. A symbol that is the way that the mind speaks in a collective. So whereas if you're in dreams, the understanding of a dream can't be digested by going to a dream book on the shelf and saying, okay, well you saw a tooth being lost and a rainbow in your dream and so that means that your dream means this. You just can't do that because you can't interpret your unconscious mind through a book that was written by someone else. You have to dig on a personal level with it. Now, the archetypes are a symbol and a connection to the collective unconscious, to the unconscious of everyone. So the archetypes have similar subjects, similar themes, and similar ways that they work with each of us. Today, we're gonna be working with the hummingbird and the jaguar. The jaguar is gonna be worked with in our meditation as a way to bring us to the hummingbird. And we'll get into that now with a story that I can share about how I manifested a motorcycle. The hummingbird is your connection to your ancestors. It is a symbol of the point at which the bridge between the mythic shifts to the mystic. The hummingbird sits just on the other side of the bridge between this world and the otherworldly. It is a space that you have to be brought to. A space that will not speak to you in words, but in a language that is beyond words. The voice of the soul lies here. The voice of the soul speaks in symbols, in poetry. All is more than it seems on the surface. Communication grows in depth here. This communication is however one that if you approach it at the level of the conscious mind will spit you right back out. This prepares you for the journey to the upper world as none of those thoughts can be brought with you there. So about two years ago now, I had a motorcycle that I really liked, except for I was outgrowing it a bit. And of course, through the brilliance of marketing and, you know, Western society, I saw a new one that I liked really quickly. But it was coming out this next year and wasn't released yet. They were kind of hinting at it. So you saw some really cool things about it and, you know, you can't write it. So you're kind of like, okay, well is this really going to be something that I would want? Would I want to commit to it? Because motorcycles, when you buy them, aren't really like cars when you get a brand new one. When you buy a new motorcycle, especially one that just came out, like it's a brand new model, never 
existed before. There's no previous ones on the dealer showroom. It's not quite like buying a new car where sometimes you'll go and you'll get to negotiate a little bit. You can work the price down. When you get a motorcycle, if it's brand new for that year, a lot of people order them. And it's not like the dealers get thousands upon thousands of them like a car. They get a few. So if you want it, you're going to pay a premium for it. And you're also going to pay dealer markup fees. So like a motorcycle comes in a crate. They have to take it out of the crate, charge the battery, fill up the oil, top off the water, do all sorts of stuff. Even some assembly required from the factory that your dealer takes on, which adds on a few hundred dollars along with a whole host of other fees and transportation fees, getting it there. So by the time that you get done with it, say if your motorcycle is $12,000 with tax, the dealer setup fees and all this other stuff, you're walking out of the door with an extra $3,000 on top of your price tag. But from knowing this, I thought, okay, well, I'm not in a rush for a new motorcycle. I don't need it. I can live without it. So I set criteria. I said, you know, I would really like to have this. But for me to have it right now, I would need to get it at a demo price. Because at the end of the year, a lot of the motorcycles that they couldn't sell from the year before, like if we're in 2020 and they have brand new 2019s on the showroom, the 2019s are discounted, sometimes pretty generously. And so I thought, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll wait a year. Yeah, I'll get a red one. I'll pay $1,500 less for it. And I'll get it when I get it. When I set the criteria, it was like, eh, it'll happen when it happens. Without intentionally or consciously thinking about it at the time, I was like, I'll just allow it to develop. A few weeks later, I was riding down the 5 freeway on my old motorcycle. And there's a section through San Diego on the 5 when you're right around Balboa, where the energy of the freeway just changes. Shifts from the gentle feminine energy near the lagoons, and just kind of hits you like, being in a space that you're now aware that you have to ask permission to pass through this area. And I totally didn't prepare, so it set me in a great space where I had to go into my archetypes. I had to say, hey, I'm going to go outside of time and be at the end of this and really speak to the wind, speak to the cold that I was feeling. It was an early spring day, early in the morning, and it was a lot colder than I planned for at 70 miles an hour. So I had to speak with the wind and say, hold me, please don't beat me up. Let me be in right relationship with you. How could I understand you better and the way that you're carrying me, the way that I travel through you and the wind that I create as I travel? You know, I went down into the Jaguar that I carry with me and said, hey, how can I do this fearlessly by staying here, staying present, staying in my body, by being impeccable in my writing? And I went into my hummingbird so that I could be in the stillness, even at 70 miles an hour, I could be completely still, completely in the moment, aware of all that was around me, aware of my safety, aware that I was okay. That although I was in a space that I had to ask for permission from the spirits that lived there that cared for that land to travel through it in the way that I was, I knew that my team had my back while I was doing that. So I'm riding down the freeway, I get through that spot, I look in my rearview mirror, and I see another person on a motorcycle, and I was like, hey, that kind of looks like 
that one that I wanted. I wanted a speed twin. I was like, that's definitely a triumph. Is that a speed twin? And so I begin to slow down a little bit and I'm like looking in my mirror. And yeah, that, that looks more like a speed twin. And I let it pass me and I was like, holy balls, that was a speed twin. I didn't even know that they were out yet. I set this intent of like, okay, well, I want one for $1,500 off and I'll get it when I get it. Triumph's based in the UK. Here I am in Southern California, San Diego, on the freeway, taking my bike to the Triumph dealer to get the yearly service. I was like, well, maybe it's just a demo bike. Maybe it's someone on, you know, with the media that's riding it and they're getting to see it from Triumph and it's an early peak and, you know, I'm just getting to see an early bike. So I get off at the freeway and this person is right next to me at the light and he pulls up the front of his helmet and I see this guy that looks exactly like me, his posture, his build, his face, very, very similar to mine. His hair's white, he's got more wrinkles. And through stepping into those archetypes while I was on the freeway before I had this interaction and being with my hummingbird, I knew, hey, I'm stepping beyond time. This is me, maybe this isn't me in 60 years, but this is a symbol as me in the future. It's not a literal symbol, it's a symbol. Symbols aren't literal. It's showing future me is sitting on this, writing it comfortably like it could be his if he so chose. So this symbol of my future self begins to speak with me and ask me about the bike that I was on, how I liked it. And I asked him, I was like, hey, that's a speed twin, isn't it? And he goes, oh yeah, they got him at the dealer right now. It's they're on special, they're, it's a demo bike, it's $1,500 off and it only has 600 miles on it. And right then I was just like, wait, what? Oh yeah, you can ride them, they're doing test rides, you can ride it, they got three of them over there. So I immediately rush over to the dealer right off the freeway, dump my bike off at service, run into the front and there they are, there's three speed twins. So I write it and the thing is just a thrill a minute. I wrote it for about a mile and went, I need to have this. I want to have this. What's going on? So we go back to the dealer. We find out, you know, yes, it is $1,500 off. What did I ask for? It's a demo. The key things about this story is that this bike wasn't even released yet. No one in the world had it for sale yet. This, these were the first dealers and the reason being is that all the media promos that Triumph did for these motorcycles was in Southern California. So they took all of those bikes that were quote unquote used with 600 miles on them and full warranties, brand new motorcycles, and asked all the local dealers, hey, how many do you want? So then I went off and I went, you know, I got to think about it. How am I going to do this? My wife and I had a newborn child. He was three months old at the time. Actually, probably closer to two months. And me being the lucky guy that I am, have one of the coolest wives that is always like, we need to have fun. Life's here to be fun. Let's have fun. Does that sound fun? Then you should probably have fun and buy it. And how many times can we emphasize fun? This is fun, Scott. Have fun. So we went ahead and bought it. And it's one of those situations where you have to be in a place where, yes, I'm going to do that. Hummingbird came here, showed me, showed me what I was asking for. 
it's possible that you have to be ready for it. That's why it's important to be in right relationship because when you're in right relationship, that places you into a space where what you feel into can be expressed through you. So those visions that you visualize, that you give energy to, can be expressed through you when you're in in right relationship. In other words, you come from a space of lucid living. You ask, am I awake? This comes up when you're at the grocery store even, when you're at work, when you're in your daily life, even if you're just sitting there at the edge of the ocean admiring the waves, admiring a sunset, ask, am I awake? And by doing this practice, other opportunities or states of being present themselves to you. Some people have even said this is where other dimensions become obvious. And as you notice one of those other dimensions, one of those other states that represents the seed that you have placed in your subconscious mind has begun to sprout or even evolved into a fully grown expression that you are now in the position to follow that possibility. Your awareness keeps you fully in that moment. Your right relationship with death helps you to be grateful for all that is in every moment of life for that shift. And your connection to Hummingbird gives you the courage, the ability to say yes to the potential. I get that on the surface, manifesting $1,500 off on a motorcycle may seem silly, but all the elements are there. As you are in right relationship, you are ready. You are grateful for all, aware of as much as you can be. Your awareness is ever growing in the moment. Hummingbird carries you through to the other side that you could not see the connection to. Hummingbird is the vehicle of faith, of knowing that you are following the call of your spirit. You are jumping into the epic journey of your soul. As you work with this, you freely step into the embodiment of that which you blew into your seeds of manifestation. This is symbolized in daily life. If you watch a hummingbird fly into a tree, it already understands how to move around the leaves that are behind the leaves that are behind the other leaves and around the leaves behind those that are, you are looking at. The hummingbird steps beyond time and knows the way. Humans, when working with manifestation from the conscious mind, often ask how. The hummingbird is beyond words. He is doing, not planning. He knows that the call of his soul, the call of spirit, will carry him through unscathed. In that faith, he cannot crash. There is no room for worries or wondering how. There is only space for it shall be. Your job is to catch up with Hummingbird, to ask Jaguar to work with you so that when Hummingbird gives you a symbol or a signpost ahead, you know to say yes. You have the tools and the capabilities to shout a resounding YES. In this, no matter how silly the experience may seem, you are aware of what happened. When you are aware of Hummingbird, Hummingbird knows you, knows that you are reliable, understands that you are ready. You become a trusted confidant of a force of nature. And when that happens, then you have been initiated to the world that cannot be seen by the conscious mind. So now let's journey to the lagoon of the jaguar so that we may work to be delivered to the hummingbird. 
With your eyes closed and sitting comfortably, take a deep centering breath. Allow your breath to find its rhythm, to find you and to find the space in the center of your being. And as you find your breath, shift your focus to your eighth chakra, your energy center of golden light just above your head. And as you breathe with your breath and focus, drawing your eighth chakra down over your body over your connection to source at the crown of your head, down into your sixth chakra at the space between your eyes, into your fifth at your throat, breathing and focusing gently, calmly, and with intent into the space of your heart at your fourth chakra. allowing this golden light to intensify, to grow and to spread beyond you as you breathe it in, as you focus. Breathing it into your third chakra in the space of your solar plexus. Noticing as it comes down into your second chakra and with your breath pulling it into your first chakra at the root of your spine allowing it to gather energy to gather light to gather the entirety of your light body and now sending that gathering of lights into the earth Allowing your feet, your ankles, your knees to soak deeper. Allowing your thighs and your hips to absorb into the earth with this energy. Allowing your stomach, your chest, your heart to be completely supported by Mother Earth. Dropping your shoulders as you're completely held, completely supported, relaxing your neck, relaxing your head, your thoughts, your jaw, your mind, relaxing the entirety of your body as you're completely supported, completely held by Mother Earth. Noticing as the golden light that has collected all of your chakras is aligning with the chakras of the planet. Expanding your oneness. Expanding your I amness to connect with the earth.
finding that space where your heart is at the center with the heart of Mother Earth. Breathing into that space, you notice a crack of light forming. And as you breathe in, you see that crack of light forms into a beautiful doorway. Opening this doorway and stepping in, noticing the ground at your feet, realizing that you are completely surrounded by the light of the full moon. All around you there are plants. You can hear the animals singing. You can hear the rain pattering on the leaves. You can feel the roots of the trees as you step over them, connecting with Mother Earth. You notice a canopy of the trees with all the vines hanging from it, branching over you. Walking into the forest. Noticing the darkness, the shadows. The eyes peeping at you from around the corners. As you continue down this path in the forest, noticing the leaves, noticing their outlines with the moonlight, noticing the life-giving waters dripping across the leaves and falling into the spaces that hold all of the life that is to become. Noticing the way that this nurtures life, petals of the flowers and the leaves as they sway and dance in the wind and the rain. And as you come to a pass, you see a robed figure holding a beautiful lantern. It is Waskar, Waskar Inca, the keeper of the underworld. Waskar, I am here to go to the lagoon of the jaguar. Will you please guide me? And Waskar agrees, guiding you through the forest, deeper through the paths, deeper into the shadows, deeper through the trees and the flowers that have not yet opened, pushing the leaves out of your way, Noticing that the bushes surround you, the trees hover over you, the shadows that watch you. Being aware of how they make you feel. What do those shadows see? What parts of you are you unaware of that they are looking at?
What's giving you a tingle to your skin? What's making you feel like you are being followed? Up ahead, you see the reflection of the moon in a body of water. And Waskar looks at you, pointing to it, instructing you to continue on to the edge of the water, assuring you that you have the strength to do this. imploring you to have the courage to meet whatever you may meet there. You continue on the last bit of the path, walking through the jungle up towards the body of water that is reflecting the silver light of the moon. As you get closer, noticing the shadows again, Noticing what they see, you can't help but to notice them. What parts of you are they looking at? What are they pointing out to you? What do you feel self-conscious of here? What do you feel aware of here? What do you feel afraid of here? Continue approaching the water's edge. You notice it feels like something is following you. Something that could eat you alive. And with your courage, you look in the water and you see yourself. You see your fears. You see where you held back, where you've been lazy, where you have procrastinated, where you have held back your life from expressing through you. You notice the death that is stalking you. And as you notice this death, the most beautiful jaguar whose coat is silver and blue from the moonlight is looking across the lagoon at you. She comes around the water's edge. She sizes you up, looking you up and down looking at those shadows that followed you. She instructs you to walk into the water. And as you walk in, you notice all of the shadows, all of your fears, all of your concerns, your worries, all of your preoccupations. gently releasing from you, floating along the top of the water like paint when an artist cleanses their brush.
walking into the deeper and deeper water as those shadows, those fears, those thoughts, the concerns that other people felt towards you, the opinions that you held for other people, and even the opinions that you felt that others held of you floating away washing down into this lagoon allowing that part of you to be consumed to wash away by Mother Earth allowing Mother Earth to eat this, to be sustained by it. And as you walk to the other side of the lagoon, you start to come out of the water, noticing that the trails of the memories the trails of your fears, your wounds, any remorses, any betrayals, any hurt that you have caused to another, any hurt that you have caused to yourself, completely stripping away. As you break the water, the moonlight touching your skin, filling your body with light, washing off any of those feelings, allowing them to feed the lagoon of the jaguar. You come to the other shore, completely naked, completely yourself with nothing left to hide, nothing to be ashamed of. You turn around looking at the lagoon, noticing the picture that you painted, the images that formed by the colors of the shadows that left you as you waded through this lagoon. Now gently reach into the water with just the tip of your finger and allow it to ripple across the surface. What changes are made, noticing how you can completely change, erase those pictures. How you can change your perception with just a gentle movement, realizing that that change of perception can take those fears, those experiences, all of those hurts, and transform them into your medicine, that you can transform them into your healing.
pulling your hand away from the water, watching as those ripples that you formed calm. Realizing that the changes that you made are fading away, being washed away by the water, the shadows, everything that you were, completely washed away. As the water calms, you can slowly begin to catch an image of yourself again. And as that image comes into focus, you see the most beautiful jaguar that you've ever seen. The most fearless being, the most impeccable one. The one with nothing to hide, who knows how to walk through the visible and invisible worlds. The one who has no enemies and knows peace. This is your fierceness. This is who you are with no fear. This is the version of yourself who is a friend with death. Death is now your ally, and you are no longer stalked by it. So get up from this water and strut your stuff. Pat around this lagoon, back down the path. Feel what it's like to walk in this new body. You can run across the limbs without worrying about falling. You can move fast, you can move slow, you can move silently. You can move fiercely. Walk in your knowing that you have no enemies. Passing Waskar, thank you Waskar, thank you for giving us the courage. Thank you for reconnecting us with the version of ourselves who has always been fearless. The version of ourselves that have always lived in our right to be here. Continuing back through the path in the jungle. Thanking the flowers and the leaves, the plants, the roots of the trees that you walked by. Heading back the way you came. Back through the bushes, back around the flowers. Under the arms of the trees, reaching for the light. Through the forest, through the wonder back out through that doorway that you opened when you connected with the heart of Mother Earth. 
stepping out of that doorway with gratitude. with impeccability, with fierceness, with strength, with courage, with confidence and knowingness. Breathing in and drawing that energy back up through the earth and through your feet, feeding your ankles and up your legs, up to your knees. Breathing in again, pulling that energy up into your thighs, your waist, your belly, pulling it into your chest and your heart, allowing it to go through your arms, the tips of your fingers, your head, completely connected with Mother Earth, completely reconnected with your light body. Breathing into that feeling now that is fearless, the version of yourself that is no longer stalked by death. The version of yourself that is safe no matter where you are. Breathing in all that you gathered from this journey. Allowing that to fill your heart as you breathe it in and to be carried through your blood. Breathe it in again, into your heart, allowing it to feed your arms, your fingers with aliveness, with courage, with fearlessness. Breathing in again, allowing your feet, your legs, to feel all that you gathered from this journey. Just swimming in it, allowing it to become you, allowing you to become it as you focus and you meet this new feeling. As you acquaint yourself with this new level of confidence, of well-being, of fearlessness, of perfection, of impeccability. Carry this with you. Aho. Thank you for being part of this practice and for taking an active role in your well-being. Please visit me on the web at journeywithscott.com or on Instagram as Messiah Earthworks. Links are available in the description. I would love to hear from each of you. Please share your suggestions for topics as well as your successes or just say hi. I am currently offering one-on-one -on -one energy medicine sessions in person and remotely through Zoom, which can be booked through my website. In these sessions, we work to clean up your energetic field so that you are no longer living the disempowering stories of your past. This helps you to claim the right to be the dreamer of your life, increasing your ability to make the possible become the probable. Let the space of your heart guide your journey, and know that every resource throughout the cosmos is available to you. You just have to show up and meet it halfway.